Welcome to Women Winning at Work podcast. My name is Barka Herman. I interview women with successful careers in tech. Please like and share this episode and podcast, and do reach out to me if you or someone you know would like to be featured on my podcast. The best place to find me is on LinkedIn, Barka Herman. And now, without delay, please enjoy this episode. We're back uh, with another episode of Women Winning at Work with Barka Herman. And today I have a self-made business owner, Amit Kabra, and she owns her own agency. And I am very excited to speak to her. Not only is she a techie, but she's also an entrepreneur. Yeah, so welcome, Amit, and I would love for you to introduce yourself in your own words. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, yeah, so my name is Amit. I have been in the pay-per-click advertising industry game, whatever you want to call it, for over 13 years now. So wow. I, yeah, I got started at 19. I very randomly, I can't, like, it's just a weird series of events for me, really, at this point, where... I went to school for business administration with a minor in entrepreneurial leadership because I, I think I always knew that I was going to run a business. Um, even in high school, like all my friends were like, you're going to own a McDonald's and then just keep on taking over the world in some way. And I was like, yeah, probably. I could see that. I could see that. Um, so eventually when I went to school, it was kind of a no brainer. And then I ended up in macro and microeconomics and absolutely hated those classes. And then I sat there and I was like, I have to take the advanced ones now. And I'm like, that's not happening. I was like, I'm done not doing it. Um, so then I quickly looked at the credits that I did have and which ones would transfer over to a different program. And marketing was like, basic. I think there was one class that didn't transfer. And I was like, yep, we're going to marketing now. Barely knew what marketing was really at that point, if you really think about it, or if I think about it, actually. Um, and I just like, fell into it and then started taking classes. And then suddenly one day we're in the computer lab and we have one class, like a three hour class marketing. So he's going over email, content, social, websites, Google ads, analytics, like everything in this three hour class. And I don't know what it was about Google ads and analytics that sparked some kind of interest, but I just remember thinking about the certification programs. And I remember just, I don't, I don't know what the allure was. I kind of just kept it and wrote it down and went, get this done, but never actually went and did it. Um, and then a couple months down the road, I actually started my first company at 19 in event planning. So then I was like, let's try these Google ad things and see what happens. And obviously at that point, it was super not competitive. Didn't really have to do anything. Well, I mean, you had to do stuff, but you didn't have to be like as meticulous as, as we have to be now. Um, and it turned out that I was actually pretty decent at them. Uh, yeah. So three years later, I closed up shop, said, screw event planning, I hate it, uh, and then decided to pursue Google. And um, yeah, basically overnight, I went from spending like 250 a month, which was my own money to 4.3 million annually. Um, wow. Yeah, it was it was a it was a steep learning curve. Um, and I was managing like 60 some odd accounts as well, which is uh, basically the job of two to three people uh, on top of reporting and just meeting clients and stuff like that um but I got to live like the coolest life like Google flew me out to Silicon Valley at one point I was part of their ambassador program so they used to send me like gifts on gifts on gifts at one point when I was moving out I had like 30 notebooks and I was like what am I supposed to do with these like and like 10 backpacks and like I think 100 mugs 
Um, and thankfully one of my friends was an HR specialist. So he's like, I can just take them to the office. And then everybody who's coming in can just take a mug. And I'm like, please take them. I don't, I don't need this many. Um, and now they don't do that anymore. So I kind of like miss it. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I really should have enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, so then eventually I was working at places, ended up in an agency because I wanted to really like round up my skill set. Uh, and then somewhere down the line, I started freelancing and that somehow snowballed into uh, the agency that I have now. That's fantastic. So, you know, usually I would ask you for your origin story, but you kind of jumped into it, yeah. which is fantastic. <laughs> I love it. But I'd still want to go a little further back and say, OK, so when you were the five year old Amit, were you thinking about opening a business also? Was it still McDonald's or maybe an ice cream shop? What was that like? Uh, no, I like when I look back at life now, I, I could see those little moments of it happening because like I was the one who wrangled all the kids on the street and I was like, let's go and try to sell cookies door to door. And like the store bought ones too, not even like anything that we're actually trying to like bake ourselves and like sit there and be like, yeah, we deserve this money. I was just like, literally, I'm like, let's go. And then we would just go to neighbor and neighbor and they would give us like a couple cents and we're like, yay, this is amazing. And even like a lemonade stand and trying to help my friends out on that front. So I'd always, um, there was always something here and there, uh, but there, it was never really like a, a clear vision of that until maybe the latter half of high school, grade 11, grade 12, where I was like, maybe. And even there, it was never really like an actual thought. I didn't really know what I was going to do with my life in, in high school. I mean, what 16 year old really does, if you think yeah. about it. Um, yeah. But like when I was younger, all I wanted to do was, I actually don't remember. Actually, I don't know. I don't know what I wanted to grow up to be, actually. I just remember like in high school, I wrote it as a joke where I wanted to become an international spy. And that's what I wrote on my card because I was like, I have literally no idea. They actually allowed me to do that too, which was a funny thing. So like my soccer coach like read it. They didn't know who the students were who were writing everything. They just had to approve and disapprove. And I remember her looking at me when she saw it that I was the one who written it and she was like, yeah, it sounded like you. And she was like, we <laughs> couldn't allow for it to be like completely outright international spy, but they did like a version of it for me. And I was like, that was very sweet of you. I'm like, I appreciate it. And then the card in like our actual certificate actually said international spy. Um, so I was like, I love you, Miss Wilkie. Like you're the best. <laughs> like You just knew it in your gut. It was me and you just let it go. Um, but yeah, I had, yeah, I don't think I ever knew yeah, that I, this was it. I think I always had like little moments of like seeing it. Um, but I don't think I ever actually in my gut was like, yeah, I'm going to run a business one day. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fantastic. So not only uh, is it, you know, is it OK to be an, uh, not a technical and, you know, you can tell I'm Indian and you seem like you're from that part of the country uh, mm -hmm. of, of the world. Um, not only is it okay to not get a engineering degree or a medical degree as a woman, but it's also okay to not know what you want to be when you grow up and still succeed. So that's a great message that I take from your story. Uh, thank you for that. Um, but I'd love to hear from you, like, what was some of the challenges that you faced as you were growing up at 19, starting a, a business of your own? What, what are some of the challenges as a woman, you know, uh, in this space or, or was it all, you know, so it was all neutral for you? Uh, no, I think, um, like I've definitely got laughed at quite a bit for just even mm. attempting, uh, at 19, I was the youngest organizer in the space. 
I was the only one who was female that was leading the team. Uh, my entire team was 19 or younger too. That was not heard of at that point. Um, but slowly afterwards, a lot of people started going, well, if she can do it, then I can. And then it kind of led this whole movement, which was really nice to see. And I don't know how it actually really panned out later in life because I kind of left um, I left it and went, I'm not coming back. I'm not doing this ever again. Uh, but you definitely saw like a lot of the misogyny really mm. in that industry where it was just like a lot of just men going laughing and just going, this is an idiot idea. This is stupid. This is this, this is that. And I remember just sitting there and I remember even like I had, or like I had been in organizing before, um, but with like another organization. And I remember they had said it to me where they're like, you can't do it. And I was like, I'll show you how. Um, and at that point I did the entire thing by myself. Volunteers yeah. were literally just on the day of, cause I can't manage the entire thing by myself. Um, so not only was I female and inc incredibly younger than most of these people, I did it by myself, like yeah. literally going to school in the morning, going to work and then doing this at like two o'clock in the morning, just to make sure everything was done. Um, and then even going into agency and stuff like that. Um, it was kind of the same as well. Yeah uh just a lot of people just sitting there going I don't think you can do it and I was like yeah and I love those words coming out of your mouth because I'm going to prove you otherwise so um yeah most of it unfortunately were were men um but it is what it is at the end of the day they didn't stop me so Thank yeah you. yeah yeah no that's that's uh that's kind of funny because you have different personalities respond to these things differently i happen to be one of those that you know if you want me to do something tell me i can't and i'll probably do it mm -hmm. so it's almost like a fuel to my fire but i know of a lot of women who would be sort of you know uh stopped by it and especially uh it, it sometimes it's who says it that matters too mm -hmm. so you know it depends like i always got challenged by a lot of people but my family had my back and so I found that to be my my source of power so um but I, I pivoting I'd love to hear well first of all I'd love to hear you know who supported you but also what is one of the most rewarding part of being a young 19 year old young woman breaking barriers creating businesses doing stuff what what's the most rewarding part Oh, gosh, I feel like there's so many. Uh, one of the bigger things that I've always kind of said to to a, a couple of my friends is the notion of making history in some way. Yeah. Um, and I think in, in little doses, I have not necessarily in the grander scheme of things where people will remember this, but at least I know I did it. Um, and I think that's probably one of the most rewarding things about it is just yeah. knowing that in some way I made history. Um, I did something first when it was incredibly scary for a lot of other people to do it, that somehow I was the person who was able to push through. And I think that's something to be incredibly proud of, even though I don't really remember it most days. Um, and then also, I think the with the agency side of things, it's really just the messages that I get on, like, it's not a day-to-day -day basis, but maybe weekly, where it's more women that are reaching mm -hmm. out going, I, I've started this career, uh, I need help or whatever and it's just really nice to see just younger girls sit there and or even older women will sit there and be like I want to be you when I grow up and I was like no please don't I'm, I'm a train wreck <laughs> I said don't be me um but it's incredibly meaningful and I, I, at one point I actually had somebody who was in the same space as myself um and then I 
she dropped off the face of the planet and six months later came back and messaged me and she's like you're the reason why I changed my career because she's like I sat there and I looked at it and went she's so in love with ads and I'm not Mm. so she's like obviously this is not for me and she's like you were the reason why I sat there and reevaluated everything to be like okay maybe this isn't it maybe I need to be doing something else in marketing Uh, and now I think she's fully focused on content I can't quite remember Um, and she's absolutely in love with it and it was such a meaningful message for me because I was like if anything like yeah I want people to be in love with ads that's my whole purpose I think in life is just to make people like super excited about ads um but if I could help you somehow find out what's going to make you happy yeah like I I don't know you can't really you can't really describe that feeling oh that's so beautiful that's so beautiful and inspiring (laughs) yeah If, if anybody walks away listening to this episode with just that message it'll be worth it Thank you. For I that. hope so. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, and and it's kind of funny me asking you this, but you started at 19. But if you were to give your younger self, and I don't know what that age that would be, maybe 16, yeah. maybe not, maybe 19. <laughs> what would you say? What what kind of advice would you have for yourself? Oh God, I think prioritizing mental health is a big one. Mm. Uh, I don't think that happens enough, and. Uh, like six years, maybe even longer than that at this point, uh, I was diagnosed with severe anxiety and depression. Uh, and up until recently, I never really took it seriously. I've never yeah. bothered doing uh, anything in terms of like actually protecting my mental health. And um, and it shows. It like definitely mm-hmm. shows over the last six years. You, you can see it where you, there's a lot of highs, there's a lot of lows and where I would love to be is somewhere in the middle with a couple highs and coming back into the middle, not so, so down. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that would be like the biggest thing is just making sure you just stay proactive versus reactive on a lot of things. And um, it's expressed like especially topical right now because I think it's about a month away from mental health day. Um, uh, and it, it's just kind of funny because I was answering questions uh, for, for that for a couple articles just like right before we came onto this. And so it's like super fresh in my mind where it's just like taking my daily walks every morning and making sure that I listen to the music and journal um, and spend time with my dogs and my friends and my family multiple times a week. Um, or it, it's incredibly important because life as, as a business owner is so isolating that isolating yourself even further on the social aspect is only going to make you for like go deeper into that hole. And uh, I unfortunately have done it one too many times. Uh, so now I make sure that I do these routine things and see a therapist twice a month and um, just making sure that I'm always at the forefront versus being the last one in the back. And I mean, even saying that I'm at the priority is kind of a lie because I definitely am not, but like I'm moving up the list at the very least. Right. So um, I think that would be the piece of the piece of advice. I wish I just did it from 19 forward. And I think I'd be in a lot mm. better position in, in terms of my mental state and maybe even my business if I if I had. Wow, what a powerful message. And uh, so yeah, no, thank you. That's so important because I think that uh, I started, I, I you know, so I, I've been part of nonprofit and mentoring uh, from a very young age. I started mentoring uh, middle schoolers because I think that's when girls go from being super competitive and happy to self-criticism is the middle school age it is because we've got social media now that's just making things even worse like I got lucky I got out at like 
just the right time. Like Facebook was just becoming a thing. Um, and it's kind of funny for a marketer. I'm like the last one to join anything. Uh, mm. I will like out of protest will not join anything like even Instagram, TikTok. I'm still not, I won't do it. Uh, Twitter was something that I just started doing like maybe two years ago. I just sat there and I was like, why, why consume this information and not bother with it or like let it just weigh you down. And now because it's so part of like our North American culture, I guess, because I don't think it's as bad in European countries, because they really do have a nice, healthy life, uh, mm. work-life balance out there. Yeah. Um, but here, it's just, it's so much worse, because now everybody is taught that they have to look a particular way, they have to do these particular things. Um, so I feel like a lot of kids now are just kind of uh, in this place where they don't really know what's next which I mean, all of us went through that, but like they just have this added pressure of watching these other kids on TikTok making millions of dollars just simply dancing. And they're like, well, yeah. I'm not a dancer and I don't find joy in dancing. How am I supposed to make 5 million a year now? Um, so now what I worry about is just finding like having people actually wanting to fill out those other roles that don't pay 5 million a year. Like, are we going to have accountants next in like the next 30 years or is that going to slowly drip off? Like, especially with the pandemic that just happened, like nurses are leaving in droves. Yeah. Uh, and there's a, like a real concern that we might not have healthcare providers um, in, in a very near future. Uh, so it's kind of one of those things where I'm just sitting there going, okay, well, like, how do we, how do we combat that by telling them that, you know, sometimes your brain is actually your best asset. And I firmly believe that your brain is your best asset. Like, I love the way that my mind works. It's fascinating and it makes me laugh all the time. Um, but had I known that when I was growing up, maybe I would have focused on more schoolwork and less about what I was wearing and how much I weighed and did I yeah. do my eyebrows that week and all of that random stuff that really actually doesn't matter as much. Wow. Yeah, no, that's that's so true. That's that's, uh, you know, really pre prescient of you. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, and especially you being in the marketing space, the insights must be much deeper than because you you experiment with it, you play with it, you see it. Yeah. Um, what kind of advice would you have for young girls who want to follow in your footsteps, the ones that are not on TikTok dancing? <laughs> you know, that want to get into this. And, you know, I know you're not a, a comp sci major or you're not you didn't have a career in, in this, but still you're in a very technical space, you know, Google ads, <laughs> all this stuff, social media uh, marketing, all that stuff is very technical. And it's as you mentioned earlier, it's not as easy as it used to be when you got it. So what kind of advice would you have for those those young women? I think if you have a genuine interest in advertising, especially on the digital end of things, um, learning as much as you possibly can, obviously, is the biggest one, but also asking questions. The way that I uh, was able to carve out a name for myself as quickly as I was able to was because I wasn't afraid to ask the dumb questions. But also, yeah. I went ahead and tried multiple things before I actually went in and asked those questions. So it was one of those moments where um, there had been somebody his name was Eric I remember him like it was yesterday uh, and he had been in the industry for maybe about five six years or something maybe even 10 at that point um, so like right when Google Ads was introduced he was one of the first people to actually um, 
joined the platform and started doing it and then eventually created a whole agency around it. And I remember there was this forum and I would just go in and be like, I've tried this, this and this and something doesn't seem right. So mm. I'm like, can someone answer? Like, can someone help me diagnose this? Um, and I remember him meeting him actually in California. So in Silicon Valley, well, when I got flown out there and I remember him looking at my boss and going, the reason why she's going to be amazing is because of this. Because mm. she tries before she asks the question. She gives like she she puts in the effort before she throws in like the towel in a sense. Like it was yeah. an it wasn't, oh, I can't figure it out. Now I need to go ask somebody. It's no, I've tried to figure it out. I still don't know what it is. There's a gap in my learning. Now I need somebody to fill that gap. Um, and that was something that I remember I I've taken that with me everywhere I've gone because I was like, that was something that I didn't even realize I was doing actually mm. ever and I, that's something that I appreciate about people as well is when they come to me with questions they're like I've tried this this and this and I'm like I want to sit here and for hours and help you but when somebody comes in and they're like I haven't tried anything then I'm like please get out of my face like I don't what's the point I'm like you're taking the easy route out you're not doing yeah. anything for your own education your own like skill set you're just asking for questions and answers and that's the end of it um so for me I think it's really just trying and failing but then also asking the questions and being like not being afraid to say that you failed because I don't yeah. think failure is like actually as bad as everybody thinks it is. I think it's a learning opportunity and how else are you supposed to learn if you don't make mistakes and all of that great stuff. So um, my mistakes are exactly why I'm the marketer I am today. So I'm, I'm thankful for them. Um, yeah. So yeah, try and fail and then ask questions. That's awesome. I love it. Love it. And I always talk about how failure is a step towards learning, you know, yep success so um anything you would like to support uh promote on uh, for our audiences Ooh, um i guess if you're interested in learning more about google ads then my instagram page is a really great one so that's adwords girl um okay. i also am on twitter i don't really talk about ads a lot on twitter it's just random thoughts sometimes here and there and then mainly just dumb tweets so if you want a, a, a decent laugh here and there that might be a good place for you. Um, and then our website is hopskipmedia.com. Um, okay. So if you're looking for a PPC agency and you want to work with uh, someone who literally is not trying to swindle you out of thousands and thousands of dollars, uh, we are the people for you. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of really it. Okay. Well, thank you so much for this wonderful, inspiring uh, conversation. And uh, thank you for being on this show. Uh, I of love course. it. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. Thank you so much for listening. Please like this episode and share it with someone you think that'll enjoy it. And do reach out to me on LinkedIn and connect. And also, if you would like to, please join my newsletter by visiting www.barkaherman.com. Thank you.